Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the A Little Less Fear podcast. I'm your host for the show, Dr. Lino Martinez. Oh yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everybody, to A Little Less Fear podcast. Today, I'm interviewing Felipe Rumao. He's live from Brazil. Welcome to my show, Felipe. Thank you so much, Lena, for having me. Absolutely. My pleasure. He is the author of his new book that's called Public Bathrooms, A Trans Nightmare, and it's in in Portuguese. How do you say that in Portuguese? Well, in Portuguese, it's uh, Banheiro Público, Um Pesadelo Trans. That sounds beautiful. (laughs) Oh man, it's so similar to Spanish because I'm fluent in Spanish and um, when I see you post on Instagram in Portuguese, I can almost always understand everything that you're saying. I'm really, I'm glad to share that um, that culture with you. And actually, I believe I'm 9% yeah. por- 9% of my DNA is from Portugal. So I know it's in oh. me. It's inside of this <laughs> body cool. too. Yeah, <laughs> That's totally. Awesome. So hey, what got you to write this book? Well... I think the first thing for me was for like a personal reason to basically externalize. I don't know if that's the word or not. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. Okay. Uh, these fears that I used to have when having to go to, you know, use a public bathroom, I don't have this fear anymore, or at least not as intense as it used to be. But I had this need to externalize these fears. So since I'm not much of a talker, and I don't really like going to therapy. I figured I'm going to write because I'm a writer. Uh, so that's the first, the first thing that happened. And then as I was writing, I figured that if I managed to get published, maybe it could be of some help. Um, you know, for the trans community to to feel seen, because I don't see many people talking about this particular, I guess, subject uh, from a trans perspective. Uh, so, you know, how re- uh, representation is such a huge deal for me. And uh, also to maybe help cisgender people to realize that something that is supposed to be so simple is quite the nightmare for many of us. What kind of fears did you have? Um, what was this nightmare before? Now that you're, I know you said you're better, better with it, but what was it like for you before? What, what were these fears? Mainly to, I don't know if this is the right expression, but I was afraid, I used to be afraid of being figured out, like being read as something as I wasn't, uh, that I, that I wasn't, that I'm not. I don't know. I, I always feared that somebody would see something that would, you know, sparkle some kind of violence. Because here in Brazil, it's it's quite intense. And I, I have friends who have been through all sorts of crazy things, and I feared that it would happen to me too. Um, would you mind sharing some of those fears? Like what kind of specific fears you had? There was this one time that actually inspired the first short story in the book that I was followed into a bathroom by a man. 
And with me, I mean, nothing happened. Uh, they, he just followed me into the bathroom and he was staring at me. And it, that was before I started uh, my hormonal therapy. And he was just staring at me and he, he watched me go into the stall. But since the bathroom was kind of crowded and there were kids there, I, I think, uh, I don't know, he, he didn't do anything. But in the story, something happens to the characters. I, I sort of imagine what would have happened to me. So the character lives through that. And just, I don't know, like people can be so, so rude and violent with words. I, I, that was the fear, like somebody, I, I would, I don't know, I would go into the bathroom to do something very simple, very human, and then maybe get killed in there, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because these stories are real, and these things have happened before, and I'm sure mm -hmm. that it continues to happen. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, yeah. And so then you decided to say you decided to write this book and say, you know what? If I write down my fears, and it's going to help other people recognize and realize that I'm not the only one feeling like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going through not this feeling what alone. Since your book has come out, what kind of responses have you gotten from people? Mostly positive, but I, I uh, my friends and, and people on Instagram especially have been really warm about it. Uh, but I've had some some kind of like hate too as well. Yeah, like but I, I I just people being again being incredibly mean, saying that we shouldn't trans people shouldn't exist, trans people shouldn't use uh, the bathrooms of their choice, all sorts of just nasty things mm -hmm. ignorant people basically that are not informed yeah. and that basically just shows you how much more we need to be exposed and how much more we need to normalize how normal we are and that way there'll be less exactly hate. less exactly. hate and more love mm -hmm. <laughs> absolutely so how long did it take you to complete this book well it took me like 15 drafts uh and and that was like in a period of maybe eight months mm -hmm. 15 drafts in eight months that's yeah. really good I, I wanted to get it right <laughs> that's really good and what do you mean you wanted to get it right what did you want to get so right i don't know like i, I think there's always something to 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 improve i guess and if i don't yeah. stop myself i would still be writing it <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh geez <laughs> so then what motivated to keep for you to keep going Were there was there ever a chance was there ever a point when you were writing your book where you're just like you know what this isn't going to go anywhere or this is i don't know where i'm at now or what i'm even saying did you ever go through anything like that oh man every day <laughs> every day when i sat down i just i didn't know if i was doing I don't know, maybe like the right thing. I, I knew I was doing the right thing for me because it was being kind of therapeutic. Sure, absolutely but I was like, therapeutic. Yeah, yeah. But then, I don't know, getting it published was, it, it's really hard as, you know, as I'm sure you, you must know. I do know. Um, <laughs> it's a pain in the butt. <laughs> oh man, that's that's true. Um, it's time consuming once it starts to get to the publishing oh, part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the waiting game. <laughs> It is. It is a waiting game. So what kind of thoughts were going through your head when all that was happening? I just, again, I, I held on to the, the idea that maybe if I could help one person realize 
that trans people are we're incredibly normal we just want to go to the bathroom and you know no big deal then i then i should i should carry on i should carry on writing yes absolutely i'm really glad you did and um i really <laughs> thank you do you, do you anticipate it being in english i did i actually one of the drafts was in english but then like it, it, i i feel more comfortable uh I find it easier, I guess, for obvious reasons to express sure. myself in my own language. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, do you plan on writing any other books? Well, this book was actually the second book I've ever written. Uh, right now, I just finished the fourth book, my fourth book, and I'm writing now the fifth, I guess, a comedy. Uh, I don't know if it's a comedy. I don't know if I'm a funny person, but that's the goal. Uh, but yeah, I, I like writing a lot. That's wonderful. I totally hear you on that. I guess we're, we're natural born writers and we're both yeah. doing what we're meant to do. And that's a beautiful. Yeah, thing. Man. Beautiful to share that with you. It really is. So what can you tell people who um, are in the middle of writing a book or thinking about writing a book and feel that it might not be good enough? That, that they're not good enough and why should they write it if there's already so many books out there? What kind of advice can you give those people? I think what worked for me was focusing on my passion. Like um, Ava DuVernay, who's a, who's a filmmaker, an American filmmaker, she's, she didn't say this to me, but she's, she said it on, in an interview and I sort of absorbed it. Uh, she said, as long as you love what you're doing, you're going to find a way to make it work. Absolutely. You don't have to write every day. You don't have to write uh, 50 pages every day. Just find your own rhythm. And it, it should work. You're going to find a way to make it work. And there will probably be people who will love your, your work, people who won't care about it, and people who some a few people who probably will hate it. But as long as you love it, you will find a way to make it work. And I, I think I think that's kind of true because it happened to me. It's very true. I mean, because then you're aligned with your spirit, your purpose, and helping people. And you really can't yeah. you can't go wrong with that. No. Yeah, it's really. because it's again it's coming from love. If it's coming from love, there's no failure in love. Couldn't Even agree if more. your heart gets broken, there's still growth yeah. there. There's still growth yeah. there. A lot of heartbreaks, but it, it, there's a lot of growth. <laughs> That's awesome. So then, wow, this is really awesome. I'm really glad that you wrote this book because I, I specifically remember having a lot of fears myself, especially when I started my transition. I mean, all kinds of fears. Mm -hmm. All trans people have these fears. But yeah. um, how are you now with that fear? Um, it's not as bad as it used to be. But like, if I can avoid using the bathroom in public spaces, I I, I do. But when I can't, I I I've, I I don't have any problems. Mm -hmm. But if I can't help it, I, I I prefer not to. And what helps you through the fear? Let's say you're let's say you're out at um you're out in public somewhere, you're at a restaurant, and you really need to use the restroom, and mm -hmm. you start to kind of have a little bit of anxiety. Like, what helps yeah. you through that process to say, okay, I'm just gonna go number one number two whatever wash my hands get out of there like what gets you through that process i just try to keep in mind that nothing it, it's very unlikely like 
I have to say, like, uh, I am a white person and, and, and there, like, there's a lot of privilege in that and I feel safe and I pass as a man. So it's not as bad for me as it is for other uh, trans people. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, maybe this kind of sounds a little rude, but I tried to focus on the fact that nothing has ever really happened to me. And it's very unlikely that it will, unfortunately, because it happens to other people who might not look the gender they, right. they are right. or, you know. So it's just in my head. I just try to focus. It's just in your head. And then I, I go in there. I do what I have to do. I wash my hands. I always wash my hands. And then I, <laughs> I, I carry on with my day. <laughs> yeah, one thing I noticed about the men's um, restroom is in regards oh. to, like, in comparison to women. But no, this is a good thing, though. Because I remember in the women's restroom, girls, they wanted to go and they chat and they talk. And let's go to the bathroom oh. together, you know? And it's like, blah, 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 blah. They just talk about that's everything and anything. And it's like, that's their chance to, like, have a little conference call. But yeah. in the guys' yeah. restroom, they don't even look at you. They won't even no. talk to you. They won't look at you. They're, like, washing their hands with their hands. You know, it's like not even a yeah. grin. It's like they're out. So that's I kind of like that, actually. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I prefer right that now. too. <laughs> you don't have to chat about it, about your day and oh. stuff. And, and I remember learning the hard way too um, when I was starting my transition and I looked mm -hmm. in between. I probably looked like a 12, a 14 year old boy or something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was my first time using the guy's restroom and it was at a, at a hospital institution. And mm -hmm. there was a nurse guy washing his hands and I was like, hey, it's a nice day today, huh? And he was like, oh. <laughs> he, he just like turned around like, okay, bye, oh, you know? Man. But it was like my first time and I'm just so used to, I was used to women always wanting mm -hmm. to talk about their day or, or whatever it yeah. is, you know? So, um, yeah. yeah, it's actually been a little more relieving, <laughs> a little bit more relaxing. Yeah. It's a different dynamics, I guess. Totally different <laughs> dynamic. And although the men's restroom is a lot dirtier than the girls' restroom. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Anywhere on the planet, I guess, because it certainly yeah. is here. <laughs> Probably. So, well, I'm glad that you're feeling more safe. And does your book talk about how to help people make, how to help like the trans community feel safer going to the restroom? Do you mention anything like that? Or do you mention about how you overcame your fear? Well, all the, the uh, it's, um, the book consists on, of three short stories and they're all fictional. Uh, but it's like in a, in a indirect kind of way, I did talk about it. Okay. Yeah, a little bit. And the short stories being fictional, are they fictional based on uh, your own experiences or a combination of your own experiences and other people's experiences? It was uh, loosely based on my fears, like things that never really happened to me or almost happened, like that guy who once yeah. followed me into the bathroom. Uh, or should I say the restroom? You've been saying restroom. <laughs> Yeah, we say restroom. If it's a bathroom, there's usually a bathtub in there. Oh, I see. Yeah. Mm, okay. So, yeah. Okay, restroom. Restroom, okay. yeah. 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 I kind of I kind of lost track of what I was saying. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, we're just basically saying if there's like the three short stories that you have are they based on your own stories or other oh, yeah. people's stories that yeah, you yeah. heard or a combination of both yeah i think it's a combination uh of a lot of things my fears 
there are like a few aspects about their personalities that were kind of based on me, but just like mostly things that I see happening to other people and just I kind of added a, a little bit of <laughs> creativity into it as well. Excellent. Well, I can't wait to get my copy. Um, I'm sure that I'll yeah. be able to pick up more words and not since it's so similar to Spanish. And oh, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't wait till it arrives in the mail. I'm waiting for it. Oh Yay. man! <laughs> thank you so much for getting a copy. By the way, I know um, I thanked thank you before. Thank you for sending but... it. I know it's gonna take forever oh. to to get here, but yeah. it'll definitely be worth it. And I'm so glad that oh. we finally got to meet. How can people find yes. you on social media? I, I'm only on Instagram, at okay. Felipe Humon. And how do you spell that? Um, F-I-L-I-P-E-R-U-M-A-O. And there it is, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody in between. That's Felipe Rumao, live from Brazil. Thank you so much for talking about your awesome book that I'm going to be getting a copy of, Public Bathrooms, A Trans Nightmare. And hopefully we'll be able to touch base soon. And when I'm when I go to Portugal, we're gonna hang out for sure. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for having me again. <laughs> Thanks so much. You have a beautiful day now. You too.